You like to watch new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump, where first class luxury meets world class drama. A new season of The Kardashians starring, well, The Kardashians, of course. And Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise, the sizzling new reality show set in the tropical Caribbean. It's all new and it's streaming now on Hulu. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zin 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Hi, everyone. This is Rachel Zoe with the Climbing in Heels podcast. We recently sat down with a few recipients of the Botox Cosmetic Onobotulinum Toxin A and iFund Women Grants at South by Southwest, thanks to Botox Cosmetic. Take a listen to our conversation. It's so good. What advice would you give to upcoming like female entrepreneurs or just already sort of established trying to survive still? I literally joke with my staff and, and we always are saying, oh, you want to be an entrepreneur? You want to be broke all the time and working 24-7? Ooh. Yeah, but look so, at you. Yeah, right? But I'm here. So the advice that I give is and I coined this, and I believe I said it on my TED Talk, that your passion follows you. You cannot follow your passion. So my advice is to let your passion follow you, get out of your own way, and never stop and never settle. This episode was brought to you by Botox Cosmetic. Learn more at BotoxCosmetic.com and talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, call 877 877- Three five one zero three zero zero, and follow the Climbing in Heels podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe where you listen to your podcast. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right, the OG hair removal. Nair saves me so much time, and the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Two teas in a pod with Teddy Mellencamp and Tamara Judge. Welcome to Two Teas in a Pod. My other twat is on vacation right now for spring break. So I have standing in for her, the one and only Bronwyn Burke. She's my co-host today. Thank you, Bronwyn, so much for being with us today with me when I say us. Hi. <laughs> and you can call me Bronwyn Wyndham too. You know. I don't know. I don't know what last name. I have Burke. And is that your... That's Sean's last name. That's Sean's last Wyndham. name. We're in a transitional period, so, you know, let's go with Wyndham. Okay, well, yeah, let's go with that, your transitional <laughs> situation here. Now, you moved since the last time the viewers saw you on Housewives? Yes, so we are in a rental house right now, short-term rental. We we still don't know exactly what we're doing. So, you know, when, we, when I stopped finishing Housewives, I had recently come out. I was dating Chris. 
um, we were in a transitional period, you know, mm-hmm. trying to do modern marriage, keep our family together. And that's been, it's been about a year and a half since I came out. We've been in this house for about, I don't know, six or seven months. We're actually looking for a property now. So now okay. we kind of know what Wait, we're looking let's for. Let's back it up. Now, when you say that you guys are in a temporary situation, are you going to continue to live together or are yes. you going to split up? No. So we're going to stay in the same house. We're going to keep the kids in the same house. Um, and I feel like I should say like, hi first, like, whoa, hi. I know. Hi. <laughs> How are you? We just kind of went and got into it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So, um, no, we're going to keep the kids in the same house. I spent half my time in New York or about a third of my time in New York. I just recently moved in with my girlfriend there. So wait, 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 wait. So back up. So the viewers out there, listeners out there do not know all this. So you have a girlfriend, you've been with her for how long? Six months. Okay. And you are back and forth from New York to Orange County. Right. I'm assuming you and Sean have 50-50 custody. So kind of the situation where he's with them half the time, then you're with them half the time, or is it just, let's yeah, do what, have- what works? Yeah. So he's working really hard. He's working really hard in these new companies that he started kind of the end of the pandemic. So it's not exactly 50-50. I think once things settle down with his work, that's probably where we're going to end up at. He is working a lot. So it's about, I'm here two thirds of the time, New York one third. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just because that's what's working for us as a family right now. So we don't have anything. There's no custody agreement. We haven't, we're still legally married. You know, we're still living in the same house. Um, but we did need some separation. So after the show quit film or after I found out I wasn't being asked back, I took the kids to Kauai for a while. We went there for a couple months. I took a reset, you know, um, I had been doing a lot and, you know, I was still newly sober, newly out. I I was, I had a frenetic energy that Mm -hmm. I think everyone kind of noticed everyone that was close to me. was like, girl, you need to take a step back. And so I listened to everyone. And I went to Kauai, Sean and I kind of took a pause. Um, I had the kids with me there. He flew out a couple of times. It's not like he didn't see them. He did fly back and forth. Mm -hmm. Um, And we kind of just took a reset into what we needed. And we realized we did needed some space and separation. So for the most part, when when I'm here, you know, that's when he does his work trips. That's when he travels. And when he's here, that's when I'm in New York. So you guys have a pretty good system. You have a system. Yeah, it's called nesting. Um, We didn't invent the wheel on this. It's called nesting. Um, Other people have done it. I think Gina and her ex-husband tried to do it for a little while when she had the casita. So it's it's amicable when the kids are being selected back and forth. Right. I had a friend that this was probably 15 years ago that did this. And I thought they were crazy. Like, how can you do that? How can you be living with your ex-husband to be. And then after I watched it happen, I'm like, oh my God, that's actually a really good thing because the kids, nothing changes for the kids. Right. And that's sort of what we wanted to put them first. There's enough change in their life right now. We didn't want them to feel like their split, their family had been split up. Like Sean slept here last night. So last night we were both in the house together. So the kids still see that we're a cohesive unit. But you're not in the same bed, right? We haven't been in the same bed in 20 years. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, I know. Like we, ever since I think I was, I, Bella was Well, you're in the I, same bed seven times. That's for sure. Well, some of them are IVF and. Oh, that's you, right. I forgot about that. And if you're that. only having sex in your bed, then I need to teach you some new things. Okay. Well, I'm all ears. 
Um, but yeah, so I go back and forth to New York. Sean's working a lot. I'm not saying it's easy. I don't. But you know, life I've, is good, right? You went through a year and a yeah. half of change and now you feel like you're, you have a system that works for you guys right now. Yeah. My question to you is now, obviously now I know personally, and I've talked to her, you have a girlfriend and, and we'll talk about that in a minute, but has Sean gone on to date anybody? And do you feel like your arrangement right now, when he gets serious with somebody, do you think that arrangement's going to have to change? I don't know. I mean, he is dating someone right now, um, you know, and I, I don't know where it's going to lead. They're not, they haven't said boyfriend and girlfriend yet. You know, they haven't had that conversation, but yeah, he is dating one certain person right now. And hopefully it can, it can work. Like, you know, when Victoria first started dating me after our first date, um, which was seven days, our first date lasted seven days, but you know, she called Sean and they hung out on their own. So I hope, I hope, that they can get to a point where, you know, they wanted to be a part of this family. That would be great. You know, I do. Right. I've always said that I want our family to grow. I, I would really hate if either one of us ended up with someone that wanted to split up the family, but we shall see. Well, I mean, ideally you're not going to be able to continue that forever. He's going to want to get married. You're going to want to get married. You, who knows what's going to happen. I, I don't think it's going to be like this. Yeah. Forever. Um, right? and that, you know what, and that's the one thing, unless like, you I, all move in, you all move you know, in together. Like, I've seen, well, you know, it's funny. There's actually, um, a lesbian couple I'm friends with. They have done it forever. One of them did get really, re-married. they have the one house, they have the other. And you know, you just have to get creative. That being said, I know I, I live my life one day at a time, you know, like there are, I have to obviously for sober reasons, that's a big part of it. One day at a time, if I were to get ahead of myself at all the things that could go wrong, I would go crazy, you know, like the amount of stuff that we've all had to deal with the last two years, none of us could have even expected. We all have gotten through it. So if I take it one day at a time, I can manage it. So this is what we're doing today. And I I called you a few times. You've seen me freaking out. I'm not okay. I'm like, you had to drive me home one day. I was shaking so bad. I couldn't drive. I know. And I feel like you guys are figuring out as you go along, how are the kids doing? Um, it, that depends on the kids. So Bella, our oldest, you know, she hasn't met Victoria. She doesn't want to, I respect that. Okay. Um, is she mad at you? No, no. She just, you know, she wants her family to, she has this image of her family the way it used to be when she was growing up and she's not ready to let that go. And I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, I respect that. She doesn't live at home. Um, she's already moved out. The older two girls have moved out. Um, Rowan is great. You know, Rowan is a free spirit. Rowan's kind of like you do you, she loves Victoria. They get along great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I've seen pictures together now. Um, yeah. I want to, I want to talk about Rowan later on when we recap New Jersey, because there's a lot of talk about, um, Jackie's eating disorder. And I know that you firsthand have gone through it with Rowan. So we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later on, but, um, I'm glad that the kids are all good. You have five at home. Yes. So Jacob, Jacob's a junior. And then we have the four little ones. And I mean, and it's, it's good, you know, like it's good. I mean, for people out there that are judging you and Sean for how you're living your life, what do you have to say about that? Because it's not traditional by any means, but it's also like, it's a new modern day way of living. And this is not a normal nowadays at all. And for people that are in a marriage and they know that they're not happy and maybe they're attracted to the same sex, but they're afraid to tell their partner 
Um, I want to hear your thoughts on that as well. I know that's a two-part question, but you know, it's, it's something that people will judge you on all the time. And I tell people all the time, I said, listen, Bronwyn does not have a mean bone in her body. Not that's the one thing I love about you. Like you might not agree. People might, might not agree with your lifestyle, but you are a sweet person. Like even with this Noella things that are going on between you two, like I know a lot, (laughs) you've told me a lot and she's said a lot about you, but you've never said anything negative to me. Even as your friend, you've never said anything negative about Noella. And I, I commend you for that because I know if you're talking crap about one of your friends, you're probably talking crap about me too. You know what I mean? And you're not that person. No, I, I have a big heart. You know, I, I love unconditionally. I'm probably naive in a lot of things. Sometimes Uh I tell you what I've done and you're like, Oh my God, girl, you're so dumb. You know, but that's just like how I am. I believe the best in people. I see the best in people, even when I get hurt. Um, and so I think a lot of people, if they're judging us one, I would remind you that a lot of what you know about me and my parenting, you got secondhand from other people. Yeah. I didn't really get to show, tell my story. Most of my really great scenes with my kids were cut out. And a lot of the things how I'm never with my children and I have all my nannies. That's not true. That's not real. You know, like I'm at home right now. I have two kids downstairs watching a movie because they're sick. You know, I don't, I have one nanny three afternoons a week. That's it for the after school activities where I have to be two places at once. So right. keep in mind, a lot of the information you received was from people that didn't have good intentions you know? Uh, Yes. (laughs) And I think like, you know, that as a mother, like at the end of the day, both of us are such great moms. I think that's the saddest part. The saddest thing that came out of the show was when people tried to depict me as a bad mom. Cause that's the one thing that's always been so close to my heart. Like, you know, that's something like we get a lot of questions, um, about like, I put out that post on Instagram and I got a lot of feedback. Like, does she spend time with her kids? And I like, every time I see that, I want to just like, I get, it makes me so angry because, you know, I went through a bad breakup, divorce, custody battle. And I still, to this day, oh, do you talk to your kids? Yeah, I do. Every single day. You know, people want to judge you on what they heard or what you're accused of. And it's to me, when it comes to kids, first of all, it's off limits and it's frustrating as a mom. It is. It is. And frustrating. You know, I'm like I said, I'm with the kids about two thirds of the time. Sean, one third. He's never gotten one DM. Why aren't you with your children? <laughs> I know. Isn't it crazy? It's such a crazy double standard. I probably don't post as much when I'm at home with the kids because honestly, I'm not doing anything. Like I'm, I'm going to school. I'm doing drop-off. I'm in a messy bun working out at home. Yeah. When I'm home, I'm not going out. I'm home with the kids. When I go out, it's in New York and I'm also working in New York. And I think that's the other thing. I got a lot of flack with Sean, which is she's only with him for the money. And although after 27 years together, obviously I'm entitled to half, like that's a no brainer, but you know, I as Jennifer says on New Jersey, I get half now. I I I know. Right. I love her. I love her her too. Like I am trying to work now. Like I actually am putting my, you know, I've never had a job before housewives. That was my first job. Well, you had a job, you had seven kids. (laughs) I've never had a job that made money. And so I don't have a lot of skills. You know, I don't have a college degree. I dropped out of college to have Bella. So I'm trying to do what I can. And I'm actually, I'm actually hustling and doing, you know, I'm speaking, um, I'm doing public speaking on sobriety, which has been amazing. I'm traveling across the country, you know, speaking to different recovery groups. I'm working with glad. I'm so excited to get to do that. 
Um, Victoria is one of the sponsors of NYCD Prize. So I get to, you know, help her and do that. I'm writing this book, but you know, like I'm, I've been doing things. I've just been doing them quietly. And just, I do want to say like to anyone with the mom stuff, just because I'm not posting that I'm at home, odds are it's because I haven't bathed that day and I don't want to. (laughs) I personally don't post about my children. It's just not, it's just something that, you know, they're, Sophia's 16, Spencer's 21, like they didn't sign up for a public life. So it just doesn't make any sense. They don't, you know, they're at that age where like, oh God, mom, don't post that. You can't post that. So I just don't. And it just makes it easier because there's so many trolls out there that say horrible things about your kids. Like, no, I'm like, are you kidding me right now? You're going to tell me my daughter needs a nose job and she's 14 years old. Like you're an asshole. That's horrible. And it's true. And so, I mean, I don't explain it to you, but like, I think that most, most of us are incredible moms and just give us the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, on that. I mean, we're but trying we the best too. we can. It's what yeah. we're doing. And we're trying to figure out life at the same time. Now I have a question before going on the show. Did you feel that there was any struggle to find your identity prior to that? Is this something you've always struggled with? Because I met you and I knew five minutes into meeting you that you were a lesbian. <laughs> I totally knew. I mean, there was something about that. Oh, the flirtatious drunk kiss. But then it's like, oh, no, you got serious. Like you nailed me down on the the banquet area and and you were like, okay, this is happening. I'm like, oh, she means business. Sorry. (laughs) No, there's no reason to be sorry at all. I mean, Um, I'm flattered that you wanted to make out with me. I was really drunk and you were really hot. Oh, God. Okay. Okay. Uh, Yeah. um, I mean, you know me. I'm a kissing girl. When I drink, I love to kiss my friends. But when it comes down to it, you know, I like the wiener. Right. Um, I, you know, I always knew I was bi and I always hooked up with women. I really enjoyed it. Um, And Sean embraced that. Yeah. I mean, he was okay with it. Times like, and even and honestly, you know, we did have like, I almost, she was like a girlfriend that we had in our family for a little while, you know, one particular woman that was in our life. And you know, that, that was kind of like the three of us were dating. I would say a lot of the time Sean would tap out and be like, this isn't for me, but you know, that was always a part of my life. But I never saw myself in a committed relationship with a woman, with a woman. It was just I fun. Think- I think for me, like sexually, I was so attracted to them, but I'd kind of been like everyone of our generation, we were kind of brought up in this heteronormal narrative. 100%. Being straight was the gift. Straight was the only way to go. Yes. And so I wanted a house. I wanted the kids. I wanted the country. You know, I wanted that white picket fence dream. You wanted the life you didn't have growing up because your mom was going to med school. And I didn't, we weren't shown that you could have that if you were with another woman. We, we didn't have that as, you know, that representation when we were growing up. So I wanted the house. I wanted the kids. And I really just thought, and this is going to sound horrible, but I thought there was a part of me that was broken from my childhood that like, I couldn't love Sean the way that like I read about in books. Mm-hmm. I loved my children completely. I loved them all with my heart, but I just thought, well, you know, I have issues maybe from my childhood. It honestly wasn't until I met Victoria so Victoria, for people that don't know, Victoria is your girlfriend. And it's ironic that it's Victoria because, you know, that's Vicki Gumbelson's real name, Victoria. I, I know. So, I mean, <laughs> that is very interesting. <laughs> you actually said can, to me the first time, you're like, oh, you're with another Vicky. She goes by Vic. And I was yeah. like, I didn't put that together till now. But thank you. I can never unhear that. Well, Vicky's name is Victoria. So that I, is pretty <laughs> funny. So can you tell us anything about your new girlfriend? Are you because you 
you just started kind of posting pictures and it's been about six months or so. Yeah. So are you now feel comfortable being open about it? Um, yeah. Is there anything you can tell us about her? I mean, she's, she's amazing. Um, she feels like home. I just like, I adore her. Our first date, we met through mutual friends in New York. They set us up. We kind of talked our first date lasted seven days. Oh my gosh. She didn't go home. And you know, I, I've never been able to sleep with people. Like I've always had really bad nighttime anxiety. And our first night together, she's like, I'm going to stay here tonight. And I was like, okay. And it just, it just took off from there. You know, our second date was Puerto Rico. Then we went back to New York. We just had this whirlwind romance and it's been magical. She's, she's a model. She works uh, for Muse Model Management. Um, she's a big influencer. She's very big. She's got a big following on Instagram. I saw that. Yeah. And, and she she's a dancer too, right? Like she is. She's a classically trained dancer. She grew up in Miami. She's from Brazil, but grew up in Miami. She's from Brazil? Yeah. I Bra- almost- okay, I'm going to tell you, those Brazilian <laughs> girls are crazy. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right. The OG hair removal. Not only do I love my nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time. And the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear, the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So what is your type? Tell us your type. Victoria is my type. Like okay. if I if I could handpick when I first saw her photos, when they sent them to me, I was like, oh, wow. Why would a girl that looks like this ever want to date me? No, you did not. But I you thought I that? did. I mean, she is hot as F and like I'm married. I'm still married with seven kids. Come on. Um, How does but- she feel about that? Having seven kids? I know she's met some of your kids, not all of them. How? Um, do you think that you have long term with her? Like, is this going to be a long term commitment or you're still trying to figure it out? I think it will be. Oh, good. Yeah. Like I said, we just moved in together. Um, I think I think it's going to be for a while. You know, she... do you think that she's going to get annoyed or upset with your, you know, co-parenting in the same house with Sean? No, she works a lot for her own job. She travels a lot for modeling into other countries and stuff. So she's good with the cross country relationship. She's good with the fact that when we're together, we really are together. We tune out the whole world. It's just the two of us. Um, She loves Sean, you know, her and Sean get along great. Um, And, you know, she spent time with my kids and it's like, you know, it's cool. You know, her and Kaden love each other. They have their own special bond. Hazel loves to FaceTime her, the four-year-old. You know, it's, it's, do your young kids understand what's going on? Yes. Oh, they do. Okay. They didn't in the beginning, but now they do. I think now that I've become such like a vocal advocate for the LGBTQ community, now it's more important for them to understand why, you know? Yeah. Now she's met your mom. Yes. And your dad. Um, and first of all, how's your mom doing? Great. She was just in Antarctica with a bunch of, I saw that. Like, she literally had the most amazing trip of her life. So she's amazing. She is. She's doing, she's doing great mm-hmm. then. 
And she is 100% supportive of what you're going through and what you're doing in life. And she loves Vic. Yes. She loves Sean. She loves Vic. Actually, when I came out to her, she's like, that makes so much more sense. Yeah. Now, do you see yourself getting married again? Yeah. You do? Yeah. Can I be a bridesmaid? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Victoria might be checking you out down the alley. Oh, my God. So I just started following her. <laughs> I know. And she told she, me. Yeah. And she sent me, like, an emoji, like, star eyes, like, oh, my God. She's super sweet. We, yeah. You know, you, we FaceTime and talked and... She is really a, a sweet, sweet, sweet yeah. girl. Yeah. Love her a lot. Um, now, I have a question. Now, after being on Bravo for two years, I felt like leaving, getting, oh, let's just say it, what it is, getting fired, you really handled it well. You really did. Like, you just moved on. You don't talk about it. You um, you stay on course and what's going on in your life. And it's just like, okay, that was, you know, a fun experience. Do you have good memories of being on the housewives or was it one of those things like, Oh my God, what did I do? I definitely have good memories because it's given me this amazing platform. Yeah. So I think when I walked away one for like for protecting my own self, I thought I'm going to take a step away. It was very hard to see two of my friends cast and keep in mind when Noelle was cast, we were, I thought best friends. Yes. You know, so to see, you know, that was hard. And so I said, I'm just going to take a break. And then the longer of a break I took, I got off Instagram completely. Um, I had my, the person that helps me with social media, just kind of take over for a while. I was like, I'm going to Hawaii. I'm completely tuning out. And I yeah. think that was the smartest I mean, you thing. You were sad. You were sad. Oh, oh yeah. 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 We talked about it. You were sad. Yeah. I mean, I came to your house. I was, yes. I didn't know. And this is so, and like, I wish I could go back and tell me, I thought that that was the end. I'm like, I've done everything. That was the end. Like there was nothing left for me. I didn't realize that this was just the beginning. Yeah. Um, I mean, once you're on a platform, especially like housewives, and that's why I'm forever grateful for being on that. So many other opportunities come your way and you know, it's, it's up to you to take advantage of the opportunities that really mean something or will take you to the next level and not just every opportunity that comes your way. Cause there's a lot of yeah. things you're like, if I do that, I'm going to look really desperate, <laughs> you and, know? And it's, I mean, this, the thing, like, uh, did I love everyone I worked with? No, no, but that's the whole, <laughs> yeah. Now saying that, would you, if they offered you to do the ultimate girls trip, um, would you do it? Oh, that would be fun. That would be, that it would was be actually fun. a lot of fun. Cause it's like, you're in and out. It's a few, it's like a quick two weeks or something. Yeah. So it doesn't take over your whole, because we've talked about how when you're filming, it takes over like your whole life. Well, I don't think people really truly understand how time consuming it is. So yeah. you film four months out of the year, but within that four months, you are constantly being um, beat up, talked badly about conversation, side conversations with whoever your bestie is on the show. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of stress. And then you go into press and then it's like, then things get really heated because you start speaking your mind and then other cast members get mad at you. And then it becomes a fight and then you go to air and then that's a whole nother, like it is a shit show. It, and it takes a toll on your mental health. I found I wasn't as present. Like well, you're, not, you're not as present with your children. Yeah. Like with Sean, my kids, I would be sitting there and I would be, you know, like, and what if she does this? And what if she does this? And like, it consumed me. 100%. And that was 100%. Yeah. 
Yeah. 100%. Because if you're not taught, if you're not dealing with what's going on at that moment, you have another cast member that's calling you and you're consumed with that. And then you have a producer calling you, like trying to talk to, talk you off the cliff. So there's yeah. so many things that are going on, so many moving parts to it. And then, you know, like I didn't even realize it. And now Sophia's like, oh my God, mom, it's so nice to have 100% of you. Like you're here, you're present all the time. And so girls trip, great in and out. It's um, eight, it's a, it's literally a 10 day commitment and, and it's that's so fun. much fun. And you get that little endorphin rush, you know, cause I do miss the cameras. Like I miss filming. I liked getting dressed up. I enjoyed that. You know, I like filming. I didn't like all the other, I, I do hope that what I'm working on comes to fruition because it's, it's not exhausting. You know, it's uplifting. Yes. And like yes. that, that, yeah. And like, I feel like, and I just want to say this and I hope I just you take this with what it's meant. I know that a lot of times people say, oh, Tamara's a pot stirrer or a shit talker. And yeah. I just have to say that <laughs> I have told you everything about my life. You literally know every single thing and you have never said never. one word, not no. ever, ever. And you, this thing I love about you is someone says it on camera. Okay. It's fair game, but 100% fair game. If you tell me mm-hmm. off camera, different story. You have kept secrets that, that most people probably wouldn't. And that's one of the things that like, I, I wish people knew about you is I have told you everything. You even know things like right now that I'm keeping close to the best, like you have everything. And you're like, these aren't my stories to tell. And you're one of the first people I call like when I'm having a really hard time, because I know you've been through every single thing that I've been through. Yes. And you were so helpful. And you're always there to pick up the phone always. Well, thank you. That gives me goosebumps and, and really warms my heart. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there it, stirring the pot on the show is definitely an art form. And we're going to get into that as we recap um, Orange County. But before we start to recap Orange County, I want to ask you a question. Noella was one of your really good friends. I want to say your best friend. I yeah. met Noella through you. We went out to dinner. We, you know, we went for drinks she was very sweet, very nice. Actually sent me a bouquet of flowers the next day, just saying, you know, it was great to meet you. I thought, oh my God, this girl is great. What the hell happened? Like you were best friends. You were together all the time. time. And then Um, she got on the show and then my soulmate. I mean, I truly believed she was my soulmate. So first I want to say, because a lot of people say she used me to get on the show. That absolutely is not true. We were introduced through Thomas. Thomas so, is the executive producer of, of Housewives, which um, he's amazing. Love him. Yeah. So like, it wasn't like she, she like finagled her way into my life. No, we were like, Hey, I think you two are going to get along. I would love for you to call her. So I did. So there was no using me to get on the show. Like, okay. I, so to me, let's back that up. Um, they encourage you to call her, to talk to her. So that just means like, they kind of thought maybe she was going to be on the show. Like they yeah. kind of thought like she'd be a good housewife. So let's bring her in. Yes. But you guys was, took it way beyond that. You were with way, her way beyond, way that. beyond that. So the, the, my first lunch with her, I was like, oh my God, I love this girl. She's so open. She's like me on crack, you know, like, she is. like anything, any crazy thing I've done, she's done more. But the thing that I love about her is she owns all of it. She owns it all. Yeah. Um, And she was able to keep in mind, this was doing quarantine. She was able to live in this beautiful world of her own existence. And she brought me into it. You know, she created this fantasy life for us when I was at a really, really low point. 
And I will always have so much love for her that like when I, when I say when I was on the floor, I was so depressed. Um, after all that stuff went down with Shannon, like I, I was devastated. I couldn't move. I couldn't move. She literally carried me onto her plane and took me to Puerto Rico and nursed me back to health, like mental health. She did that. Um, and that's love, you know, that, that well, that's I, a side, I, that's kind of a side of Noella that we don't get to see too much on the show. I and know. I always say like on these shows, they're going to show your strongest part of your personality. So if your strongest part of your personality is talking shit and that's, it's going to look like that's all you do. But I, I think if she had had a friend, I think if she had had one friend, you would have seen the softer side of her. That being said, when, um, she was cast and I wasn't our, our friendship, it just went away. And I've heard from other cast members what she said has happened. That's not true. You know, I think I even reached out to you and Katrina to like send her an email because she wouldn't text me back. Yes. I was I was like, yes. I don't know what happened. I so she I so let's just take it back. So she got the part of a housewife. You got yes. fired. Did it just cut off right there? Was there a fight? Did you do something no. to her? Did what no. happened? Because it doesn't I make any her. sense to she me. She was she was my first phone call. She was, I mean, that's that I called her before I called anyone else. I sent her a text message. I said, like, Oh my God, I'm so happy for you. You deserve all the beautiful things in life. I just need to take a break right now because this hurts so much. Yeah. It's painful. I mean, right now I'm, I'm going to be honest with you right now. I have two friends that have been, co been contacted by casting to be on the show and they're calling me. They're like, I filmed with you like three years ago. Why are they calling me now? And I said, I don't know, but you know, it, it, it kind of hurts. It's like, okay, yeah. like I want my friends to be, you know, have fun and be successful and do all that. But it's like, really, you're going to call my friends. I and haven't that, even heard from you. And it does, it hurts. And I think I sent you the text messages between us where I was like literally begging for her to call me back. What was going on? You know, I wished your son a happy birthday. At one point I was like, okay, this is going to be my last text. Cause now I'm entering stalker territory. Yeah. You know, um, I said it kind of jokingly, but she ended up breaking up with me for lack of a better word. Um, and I do want to make it very clear. We were never romantically involved. I've seen rumors like that. She was oh, like okay. I was wondering, I was actually wondering about that because she no, has no. said she's bisexual. Yeah, no. And she is, but we were just, it, she was like a sister. Um, and then she ended up sending Sean an email saying that I had done some hurtful things or whatever. And Sean wrote back and says, Brown hasn't done anything. Like she hasn't gone out of bed. She's you're not a hurtful person. I'm you not. don't go after people. You don't, um, you don't call people out. You don't, you are, you have a heart of gold. Thank so you. for me, like, I couldn't understand, like, what did you do? She made it sound like you did something horrible to her. Do you know to this day what it could be? No, mean? I don't. My best guess is because I feel like I do know her is that maybe someone we trusted said something to distance her from me. So she would be more, okay. um, so you're saying a, pro a producer said something. I, I don't know. I don't know. This is literally just me yeah. throwing stuff out there because that's the only thing that would make sense given how close we were. Cause I also know her and I, I don't think she would have done that if she didn't believe something happened. I do so, believe that. I know you haven't watched all the episodes of orange County, but what you have seen, how do you feel like she's being portrayed or how she's acting or what are your thoughts on her this season? I actually have only watched the one from last night. Cause you told me to. Yes. Um, Cause you had to. I haven't watched any of them because I, I don't enjoy it. it I find it, it makes me sad. I took you know? a year off too. So yeah. I like I didn't watch last season and it's not like, Oh, it's sad. So I'm not gonna watch it. No, I don't watch it because it hurts my feelings. So, so how did watching last night's episode, how did you feel um, about her? 
I, I will say, and I've also heard stuff. I will say this. I think it's very hard for someone like Noella, who was very open, very outgoing, very embracing of all aspects of life mm -hmm. to be on a show with such conservative people. I don't know how they thought that was going to work um, without her having an ally. I think if she had one person on that show that had her back, you would see the part of her that I got to see. Like, do you feel like she's, she's like a mean person or she's a misunderstood person or, I mean, I think you guys were I so close. We were, I think she, I mean, I think she's human. So I think she can have meanness in her just like we all can, you know, I think when, I think at her very core, she is a little girl that wants to be loved, just like most of us. Well, I will tell you that it kind of broke, her. yeah, it kind of broke my heart when her father passed away, and I actually reached out to her. Now, just remember, I was on Watch What Happens Live last month, and I said, you know, I called her the village idiot because right. I just felt like she was doing things to do things, and I just, ugh, I don't like that. So I called her the village idiot and she was on a few weeks later and she had the best comeback. And she said, that's funny coming from the most iconic village idiot, which made me laugh. Like I don't, I have really right. thick skin. So when her dad passed away, I sent her a DM and I said, I just want to say, I'm really sorry about your dad's passing. And I apologize for calling you and you know, the village idiot. Um, and by the way, I loved your comeback. And she was very sweet. She came back to me and she was very sweet about what she said. And she's like, you know what? She goes, you know, I'm not stupid. I'm a logical person. And, you know, she was just kind. And I go, yeah. I'm like, thank you for being kind. And, and that was it. I'm not saying we have some big romance or <laughs> friendship going on, but you know, when somebody's father dies, that's sad to me. It is. It is. I wrote to her when he passed away too. We have talked a few times since then. Um, I think, I think she's just like a lot of us, like, you know, she has that little girl in her that wants to be loved. I know her family history. You know, I think she wants to be loved. I think the stuff with James really shook her. Yeah. I feel like you and James are really good friends still to this day. We are. And um, I tried to get James on the podcast, Yeah, but you know, he's, he's like, very, hell he's, no. he's like, well, he wasn't hell no. He's like, you listen, you know what? I'm just, it's, it's very personal. I don't want to put it out there. Like he's very private. Well, he's an attorney. So yeah, let's just and smart. call it what it is. He's smart. He's keeping himself quiet, letting her say whatever she wants to say. And then, you know, in court, that's all going to be used against her. I think for him and, you know, cause Sean and I have stayed friends with James. Um, we both are, we've both gone to visit him in Puerto Rico. Um, I will say that he really does love his son. Um, Noella let their old nanny go. The one that had raised junior from when he was a baby. He hired her. She's in Puerto Rico, just waiting. Like he didn't walk away from his kid. You know, he is working to get custody. He wants to co-parent. I think that they're going to get to a place where they do what's best for junior. I really do. I think it's like, she did the same thing with Coco. I think she'll get there. Wait, Coco is her daughter Daughter with her. They never got married, but like her first long-term. Right. We don't hear about Coco ever on the show. Um, uh, I know her dad doesn't want her filming. Um, does she but, live with her dad or she live with Noella? Yeah, she lives with her dad. No, um, she lives with her dad. So she's a sweet girl. Same age as Koa. They used to be like best of friends. Like that was, oh. that was heartbreaking too. Okay. So do you feel like you guys can ever reconcile, become friends yes. again? I, yes. I do. Do you think I it's, it's going to happen? I think, you know, everyone has a certain amount of time on the show, whether it's like me two years, or like you 
two decades. You know, we all have a time on the show. And I do think when the show is over, you know, I'm, I miss her. Like there'll be time. And I told you this too. Like I've told you like things will happen in my life that are so crazy and there's no one else I can talk to because she was the only person that fully understood the crazy and embraced it and loved me for it. Like the things that her and James would just be like, okay, we're rolling with it. It's very rare in life that you meet people like that, you know? And like, yeah. I love, I love Noella's new boyfriend. Like he's a great guy. I've heard great things about him. I have a he's, couple of friends that know him and just said, he's like, just he's a, a great, great guy. he's a great guy. I think he's really good for her. Cause he's like solid and grounding. Yeah. Um, you know, James has a new girlfriend. That's amazing. She's very sweet too. So I think they're both like in really good places. And I think when you're happy, it's easier to go through all the other stuff. So yeah, I'm hopeful for all of them. I'm hopeful for everyone. Well, I hope that you guys can get it back together and you guys Me too. friends. So Me let's, too. let's do a deep dive into Orange County. Um, let's go on a break first. Then when we come back. We're going to recap what went down in Aspen. We'll be right back. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside as they live, work, and play together 24-7. Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season five promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right. The OG hair removal. Not only do I love my nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time. And the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. So let's get into last night's episode. Um, The girls are in Aspen. And I mean, do you agree with me? Going on the trips was the most fun ever. No, I don't agree with you at all. You don't agree with me. Oh my gosh. What? I I can't even remember. What trips did we go on when we were on the show We did Miraval. No, I didn't have fun on one of those trips. I kind of felt like Miraval was fun. I I did, you know, because I never got, I never had friends. Everyone hated me. I liked you. Fun. So, so they're, they're, they're in Aspen. We're getting to know, I feel like finally, episode i don't even know what it is 12 13 14 we're finally getting to know jen which you know jen i feel yes. like she's another one of your friends that they brought on yes the show and uh, they're they're playing a little game like what was your and you know what's embarrassing to you or something like that and jen says that she has been engaged seven times seven freaking times that's a lot and i'm like oh okay it's like the um what's the jersey housewife i got which a- one the one that was engaged all those times? Oh, was it Danielle? Yes, thank you. Yes, she's like yes. the Danielle Stubb of Orange County. Yeah. Um, do, what yes. your thought? Your thoughts on Jen Armstrong? I mean, I know her. I know her personally. So, like, Jen is a very hard worker. She's so smart. Like yes. sometimes when Jen's talking to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. "You're a scientist." <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I'm confused with Jen. Um, I found her to be extremely boring on the girl's trip. And if you're born on a girl's trip, you're done. I think for her, keep in mind, she's a doctor. She's, you know, has a very successful practice. She's the primary breadwinner in her family, you know, so she can't get drunk and get, doesn't make her good TV. It, yes. You know, which is true. And that's the truth. The thing is she's a good doctor. Yeah. And it, it pains me to see all this BS that's being written about her because it, none of it's true. She's a great doctor. 
Okay. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of lawsuits. There's a lot of things going on. Um, my really good girlfriend, Pam, lives right next door to to Jen and Ren, Ryan, whatever his name is. And so, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. But I over- met his husband a few times. I don't think we've ever had a conversation. So I don't think it's just him on the show when he's like that. I generally think he's just over people. Yeah. Like he's sad. Well, he, in doesn't, my he doesn't want to film. Kid. He doesn't want to film. And you can. He, I just think he just doesn't like to really talk to people in general. Cause he's the exact same way when you just hang out at my house, he would like go on his phone and watch sports. Yeah. <laughs> Not the most interesting housewife they've casted. I'm going to throw that out there. I, I think she's beautiful. I think she's smart, but sometimes that doesn't cut it. So, and Noella accused Heather of pushing the camera guy. I don't know. Maybe it was a producer, a camera guy, whatever, into the wall at her party. Your thoughts? Like, I know Heather. I've known her for years. She's not a violent person by any means. So I'm like, is Noella just lying? I would guess the truth is somewhere in the middle. Now, Noella said she heard she heard this from someone. So I can take a guess who she heard it from, given that party in the night. So I think sometimes when you hear stuff, it gets exaggerated. I would guess something happened. I doubt Heather would do something illegal. I, I, I personally don't see Heather physically pushing, shoving anybody into a wall. But yeah. did, is Noelle the type that's going to pull something like this right out of her ass? Or no, is there like something, maybe, some truth maybe she that pushed she grabbed the onto? Down. Like, did maybe, maybe Terry got upset and pushed a camera guy maybe, like, or something. pushing the camera down or you know, like there's things I could see you doing. Yeah. Like, I mean, I've, I, yeah. I mean, I've, a lot went down on this, I've this episode. I've thrown my bike on the floor, but that's about all I've ever done. Well, yeah, I've so. thrown it. I've dropped it in the <laughs> toilet. I've done a lot um, throughout my 12 years. So um, this entire episode was a little frustrating to me, a little annoying. There was a lot of shit that went on that I'm like, are you, se- are we seriously watching this right now? Um, it was exhausting. It was exhausting and not even in a good way. I don't think. No. Um, you know, Emily. Okay. Let's talk Emily. Cause we work together with Emily. Emily yeah. has definitely come out of her shell, but she is now the shit stirrer. She is labeled the shit stirrer. And, you know, and it takes a true talent to be able to move a storyline. Not many housewives are capable of doing that. I felt like I was one that was very <laughs> capable of doing that. And you do it in such a way that it's not so obvious. And I appreciate what Emily is trying to do, but she's basically coming off looking like a backstabber. I mean, I, I don't have fond memories of Emily. I don't like her. I just so you know, the entire season, she's a totally different person. And it's kind of like when somebody's told, listen, you're not that interesting. If you don't, you know, you don't start performing, you're going to get fired. And I feel like she went into this season going, okay, I'm going to stir the pot and I'm going to do this. But it's getting to the point where it's exhausting. Like she can't even let, like she's got to talk all the time, like getting out of the, the, the van. My vagina's wet. It's like, okay, really? I don't really want to think about your vagina right now. And she says things that she thinks are going to be good TV. And it's kind of getting annoying. And I always feel like she tries to tear people down to kind of bring them unhappiness too. Like I tried with that girl. I did. I tried so hard. And there's, oh. I don't, I feel like she doesn't have real friendships in her life. You know, like 
No, she hangs out with a lot of people that have been trying to get on the show forever. And she was definitely part of them and ended up doing it. I mean, I'm just absolutely shocked that she's now on season four. Me but too. I but- mean, I, but let me tell you, I will take this Emily over what we filmed with, you know, three um, years ago. Was yeah, not I think she's, interesting I think at all. That she's going to get called out for like in the episode, she said something not too nice about me. And then, you know, the whole thing was, I'd gone through some stuff last year. I was generally worried about Shannon and I off camera voiced some things I had heard that I was concerned about. I did it off camera on purpose because I didn't want it to be part so of the So let's story. take that back. She basically called you a name. Yeah. She called you a name and I can't remember exactly what it was. Something about what a effing full of sh- asshole you are or something like that. Yeah. Like, something. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, really? Did you really, really just say that? Because that is so out of line. Like you actually took somebody aside off camera and said, listen, I just heard this. I'm kind of concerned. And she took it and ran with it. And she put it on camera. And like, I'm a big believer like you, if it's said on camera, then it's fair game. But if you say it off camera, because they had bonded and I, Shannon and I weren't that close at the time they had bonded. And I was genuinely concerned. I didn't know what to do. I had talked to the product, I had talked to production and I was like, these are my concerns. Like, yeah, we kind of have the same ones too. So I knew that I wasn't out of line in being worried because I'm a caregiver. I do care about people. Even if we're not getting along, I I care about you. So I said it to her after we had stopped filming, after the cameras had shut down purposefully. So it wouldn't be on camera. And then she brought it on. And I was like, that wasn't cool. And then it became a thing. And I did feel, I did feel bad for that. Um, you know. But like for her to even bring me up, it's been over a year now, you know, I'm obviously in a different place. Like the majority of my life right now is dedicated to helping people get sober. And like, yeah, but what she said about you was so rude. Like it was just rude. It was uncalled for. And well, she called me Lucifer last season. I heard. So I don't know. I I don't get that TV show. He's hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, and Emily says, I don't talk about things I don't see with my own eyes. And I almost fell off the couch when she said that because that's all she does is talk about things. That's all she does. She literally has made herself to the person that no housewife can trust because you're sitting in a conversation with her. She's going to go blab it to somebody else. I have a feeling by the time people listen to this, there will already be like 20 fan sites that have gone and shown all the other things she's done. Like, oh, there's there's someone doing that right now. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I would have to say... um, I feel bad for Shannon in this episode. You know, Shannon and I are not on great terms. And I literally feel like no matter what she does, the other girls come after her. They want to attack her. They want to bring her down. When I say other girls, I'm talking Emily, Gina, and Heather. Constantly want to bring her down. Um, You know, Shannon says at at her party, let's act like we're having fun. Let's act like we're having fun. And Heather says... To Gina, whether in New York, walking the streets drunk, would you rather be with me or be with them? How is that any different? But yet Shannon gets attacked for saying that. I'm like, wait, Heather, you're the one that just said like, you know, would you rather be with me? Yeah, of course you'd rather be with me. You know, it's like it, it was such a stupid when housewives, what I'm getting at is when housewives start to fight about something so stupid as a chair, you took my chair or you said this. It's bad TV. It's bad TV. It's like small house, bad TV. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it is. It it's is. Bad, it's TV. bad TV. Um, I think, you know, 
the one thing I will say about Shannon, which we both know, is she's a single mom. She's raising three girls. She's trying to start companies and working her ass off. Like she she gets, you know, give well, her- she said it in this episode. I'm trying to do my best, you know, yeah. and then she's doing all this. She's trying to, you know, hold down the household, take care of her kids, put her kids through college and start her business. And she's being attacked by, I mean, she, this girl cannot do anything right without being attacked. So I think, I mean, honestly, just like Emily and Gina could just give a little bit of grace. It would no, be, they so, can't like, I remember at the beginning of the season, Gina says something about me, like my poor children. And I'm like, my poor children, they're doing great. You know, they have two parents that love them what are you, they go to a great school. They have siblings that I, come and visit. Like, I know. I feel like she says things have, that she they doesn't have think food about. And medical care. And they're, you know, not, yeah, not like what, what they live in Newport coast. There's no poor children here. Like what are no, you they're, talking they're about? They're privileged kids. Yeah. Like they get to go to Taekwondo and dance class, like yeah. gymnastics. What if there's no poor kids here? You mean that because their mom goes away 10 days of the month? Yeah. No. I don't know. I, I literally felt bad for Shannon this episode. I feel like no matter what she does, they're going to beat her down. I, I, mean, I have a question for you because you and Shannon went through something very similar to what Noelle and I went through. Yes. Do you think you and Shannon can ever be friends again? I think we can. I think that most of all, like I haven't felt this way and being, and I've been very vocal about it and maybe I haven't always been, um, I don't know, maybe I bashed her too much in the press, just saying how I felt, but it was really came from a place of pain. Like yeah. I really felt like we were really good friends, really, really, really good friends. But in the back of my mind, I also knew that Shannon is being in a friendship with Shannon is kind of one-sided. She's never going to ask you, how are you doing? How's your day? How's your husband? How are your kids? She it just doesn't enter her mind. And I'm the opposite. Like, I'm like, how are the kids doing? What are you up to? Like, what's going on? Like, if you need to talk to me in the middle of the night, I will pick up the phone and talk to you where she, she thinks about Shannon first. Yeah. And so I knew that I've always known that. But then when I, you know, I don't, I'm not a person, I'm not a needy person. I don't need somebody to talk to all the time. In fact, I rarely need somebody to talk to. And, um, you know, I really kind of just take things in and deal with them that way. And I really needed her. I got literally demoted from a job, didn't take the offer uh, that I was in for 12 years. My ex-husband, you know, was diagnosed with cancer. My kids were in turmoil. They didn't know what was going on. They didn't know if their dad was going to live or die. Even to this day, they don't. Like, there's so much that was going on in the world. And then the pandemic hit. And I just felt like for the first time ever, I really needed my friend. And she wasn't there. Yeah, I remember. She wasn't there. You like I remember. I mean, it was more of a pain and a hurt. It wasn't like, oh my god, I'm so mad that you got the show and I didn't. Like it was, it wasn't anything like that. Like I, I get it. I'm a businesswoman. I own a couple businesses. Like I was on 12 years. Like time, time to move on. Time to move on. That's it. It is what it is. And um, so I didn't really hold any anger towards that. But I'm just like, what the hell? Like, where's my friend? So I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Who knows? Who knows if we'll ever talk again, but it, it's been very hurtful for me. Uh, another thing that was kind of hurtful for me too is Heather was asked a question. How did you feel when Shannon got casted on the show or Shannon was on the show? And she said, finally, somebody I can be friends with. I'm like, Ooh, whoa, wait, I thought I was your friend. I thought Vicky was your friend. Cause what we were, you- 
What did she mean by that? I don't know. So Vicky Wait, and I actually when talked, Shannon was cast when Shannon was on the show when oh, okay. Heather met Shannon for the first time she oh. thought oh finally she said finally somebody I can be friends with and I took that as a little bit of a dig I haven't talked to her about it yet but I'm like wait what did you mean by that because we we hit it off from the very beginning and then Shannon came in after that so what do you mean by that so that kind of annoyed me. I don't know. I don't know. But overall, um, it wasn't their worst episode by any means. I felt like there was a lot of stupidity. Like the, the arguing was a little bit, I don't, it was, when it I was, was a little in, much. When I was in the car, I saw, you know, Shannon, Gina and Emily in the backseat. And it was like old, it almost felt like old housewives. And then I saw, you know, Heather, Noel and Jen in the front. And it's like, where, where, where they're going. That's kind of what it felt like to me. Like, yeah, you, you, need, you did a reboot. You need to keep going. Add another seat in the front of that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, don't I think know. I think it would be great. I think they need to bring two of your friends and bring you back because you know Noella. You know you have history with Heather. I think that would be amazing. And I think because I know the friends that they call the viewers because you told me last night. Yeah, I I know how cool they are. So they're strong, amazing women, but they're also open minded. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you feel about Heather comparing, you know, she feels like she's getting a bad rap as a mom um, with Noella saying that you push somebody against the wall. So Heather basically compares pushing someone against the wall when she talks to Shannon. How would you feel if somebody said you're a racist pig that steals money? I'm like, well, that's two totally different comparisons. It reminds me of that thing on Jersey last year with Gia that I'm not even going to repeat, but it was like, you make one analogy and then you make another one that's worse. Like, just don't do that. Yeah. You you just shouldn't like you're a, you're a pig that steals, like you're a racist pig that steals. That does not compare to pushing somebody against the wall. I'm just going to throw that out there. So let's get into fan thoughts. Um, Okay. So fan thoughts. And these are not our thoughts. These are things that were sent <laughs> by not, fans. These were I have fan no thoughts. thoughts. I know. I have no thoughts. <laughs> I like Noella. I feel like Noella is acting in every episode. Yeah, I, I kind of do too. Keep in mind, she was a, she's a huge super fan. So she would watch Housewives basically all day, every day with a little yeah. Rachel Matt thrown in okay. um, and Law and Order. But like, she has been studying these. She knows every back thing. Um. That's why when she sent you that text, I didn't know what it meant. And like, like my, my assistant had to explain it to me. Cause he knows I'm like, I don't get it. And I was like, I don't know. So I sent it to Anthony and he's like, I think it means because you mentioned that you wanted to interview James. Well, just because there's so much talk about him, of course, that people want to hear what he has to say. Yeah. Like, that's the only thing. Like she has really made him out to be like this deadbeat dad. That's not taking care of them and doesn't want anything to do and has moved on. And from what I've heard, that's not the case. Yeah, no, he's there. You know, he's a great, he's truly is a great guy. Yeah. Shirt off okay. your back. I mean, he will literally give you the shirt off his back okay. kind of guy. Let's take a break and then we're going to go into New Jersey. You like to watch the new stuff, right? Well, go to Hulu and see what's new because Hulu has new stuff all the time. Like Vanderpump Villa, the new docudrama starring Lisa Vanderpump. Join Lisa and her hand-selected staff at Chateau Rosabelle, a glamorous estate in the French countryside, as they live, work, and play together 24-7. 
Vanderpump Villa is where first-class luxury meets world-class drama. Don't miss the new season of The Kardashians starring The Kardashians, of course. Season 5 promises new horizons for the entire Kardashian clan. And if you're looking for steamy streams, check out Grand Cayman, Secrets in Paradise. The sizzling new reality show set on the Caribbean island of Grand Cayman, where the rich come to play. But be warned, it's a small island and secrets don't stay secret for long. So come check out what's new on Hulu this month. It's streaming now and it's waiting for you on Hulu. For the love, there is nothing worse than shaving your legs. It takes so much time out of your day and you may cut yourself by accident. A total game changer to my beauty routine is Nair. That is right. The OG hair removal. Not only do I love my nair, my daughter Slate does as well. My mom used to let me nair when I was her age, but it was not the best smell back then. But now, nair smells so dang good. Nair will save so much time. And the best part is no nicks, no cuts, and you will have smooth skin for days. You have to make sure to check out Nair's new sensational shower creams and body creams. Like I said, they all smell amazing. My favorite shower cream is the Moroccan Argan Oil and Orange Blossom. The scent creates the ultimate pampering experience. I also recommend the Nourishing Oat Milk and Vanilla Body Cream. I swear the scent lasts on your body for hours. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Uh Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Okay, we are back and we're going to go ahead and recap New Jersey. Now, in the past, I have not watched New Jersey for years, but now I am absolutely 100% hooked. Like all my girlfriends are like, what do you mean you don't watch New Jersey? I'm like, I don't know. I don't have enough time in the day. Now I am obsessed with New Jersey. It's one of, it's like my favorite one because I love the fact that it's like broads, their family, their kids are involved. And the husbands are involved. I I would have to say they have the best husband cast ever. Like the dynamics with the husbands. So good. And they're actually Joe Gorga. Amazing. All of them. They're like, they're, they're actually friends. And I, I love this fact that this year there's no like team this or that. It's like, they're all just kind of a little bit wrong and a little bit right. They're hanging out. I'm like, yeah, I, I love it. I love Jersey. Um, I love Jersey. I love Jersey. I feel like there's a lot of storyline that's going on. That's interesting. We'll get into the Jackie storyline, which is so heartbreaking, but basically, so where the, where the episode takes off is they're at, I want to call it the ropes course because we did the same damn thing. It's called yeah, the ropes course or something. Treescape. Did you do the work? Were you on the show when we did the ropes course? I don't think. No, you that was Emily and Gina's first year. Okay. So we did the rope. They did the rope course and, um, Teresa came in pissed off. She's pissed off. I don't know if you've been watching the season, but basically what's happening, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of buzz about Louis, about his past. And you got to know, you got it. I knew when I brought Eddie in that people are going to be digging up his past. And if he had a past, they were going to bring it up and all that stuff. So some of the girls have brought up the, their, you know, his past. It's not great. I don't really have a bad, a horrible feeling about him. Um, I, I said publicly that I felt like all his affirmations gave me a little Brooks vibe a little bit from Vicky. Well, when I was watching, I'm not going to lie. Margaret was you. <laughs> She's right? Vicky and he is, bro. I mean, there are some similarities when I'm like, Oh my God, I've seen this before, <laughs> but I'm giving them a chance. Like I'm yeah. giving them a chance. People can change. You can go through bad relationships. You do stupid things. Like I know I've done stupid things in past relationships. So I'm not proud yeah. of, but it doesn't, you know, define, define who we are. It doesn't define who I am. So Teresa says she's, she, you know, she's in a love bubble. She doesn't want anybody to pop this love bubble. She doesn't want to talk about anything that's happened in the past. And uh, Louis did not sign up for this. Therefore, Margaret should not be talking about it or any of the other girls. Well, that's unfortunately not how reality TV works, right? Yeah. Anyone that you're bringing on camera signs up for it. I mean, literally, you actually have to sign your name. Well, he had to sign a contract. So when you sign that contract, you are fair game. Right. I mean, nobody wants their husband or their children or, you know what I mean? Like their mom to get involved in the drama, but it happens. It happens and it's unfortunate, but this case, like, I believe that underage children shouldn't, I, I hold true to that. I think every, all of us that underage kids should get a good at it for lack of a better word. Um, but you know, he did sign up for it and he knew all this stuff. You gotta know, you gotta know it's all going to come out. Yeah. So at the ropes course, she was very, you know, she was mad. She was pissed off. I like seeing that side of Teresa. I like seeing the table flipping side of her that is, you know, very, you know, you did this and what's that look on your face and all that stuff. Like, don't roll your eyes at me. The one that makes, I love it. Like there's no reasoning with her or, you know, she's completely irrational to, and I'm just like, yeah, that makes no sense, but okay. And then there's <laughs> Melissa who does not want to get involved in family drama. She just sits back and is like this. Right. Cause she can't pick, she can't go against her sister-in-law. No, 
No, you can't. You know, it's, like, it's hard. It's like family. You can't go against your, your right. sister-in-law. So she just kind of is like, oh, God, kill me. When the cameras turn off, they still have to have Christmas together. <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, there there was a lot that went on. She's blaming Margaret for everything being leaked. But I'm like, you know, I feel like Margaret's just doing her job. This is reality TV. This is what happens. Margaret didn't put it out there. There was stories about it. And I don't know. There's that whole video that he was apologizing to his ex and you know, it was like a retreat type of thing. And I don't blame him for that. Like, I feel like he was trying to better himself. People want to give him like a hard time about that. No, I don't feel like that's bad. But then he went and lied and said, well, she was crazy. The girl was crazy. I'm like, wait, you were, you, you were proposing to her in this video. <laughs> like, and now you're saying she's crazy. So one, always tell the truth. Always tell the truth. You cannot yes. lie. Cause it's going to catch up with you. Don't ever lie. Own your stuff. I think you should own it before anyone else finds it. Just yeah. own it. You know, because um, it's going to come out. It's, it's I, I am shocked at stuff that people can find out. Like whoever these super fan. Oh, my gosh. Are. Oh, I my mean, gosh. Just recently. They um, could get hired by PIs or something. I know. Well, just recently there was a article that came out where I was on Heather DeBrow's podcast. And this was in 2019 or 18. And we talked about. She told me like she knew about Gina getting arrested and DUI and la 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 la. And oh, then late, then fast forward to 2021, she basically is like, I had no idea. And people dug that up. I, it, you cannot lie. You cannot you can't lie. lie. You cannot lie because they will come back to bite you in the ass. That's for sure. You know. So yeah. Teresa's moving on. She's excited about her life with Louis. And she sold her house, which I don't know. I kind of felt it was sad. It was that was kind of a sad moment. She's moving. The girls are not happy. I, I mean, I, I mean, they're I, not I happy, but it's hard when they moved into that house. I remember her picking out the backsplash. Like, I remember that. And I remember how little her girls were um, and how excited she was, you know, for her redone house, as Melissa says. Yes. Um, but I think the thing that I love about Jersey is we've grown up with their families and their kids and like I know we and they don't change the cast all the time. Yeah, like we fell in love with Gina and uh Adriana Adriana, her daughter's name, Gabriella. Like we know her kids and we care about what happens to them when their dad and mom went to jail. Like we care. We I care. Cared. We care. You know? And so we I literally put our life on hold to <laughs> to like, wait to see what was gonna happen when they got out. Like you know? I do feel like Teresa is a huge staple in that show. I really do. And like it for them to lose, and you can see the pain in the kids because you know those kids love their dad so much. You can see it when they talk about him. They I mean, I couldn't them. imagine. I couldn't and imagine. It's. I think it's heartbreaking. I understand from Teresa's perspective, she wants to move on with her new family and life. I get that, and I support her one hundred percent. She needs to. I get that, but you know, I see how it's hard for her kids. It is. I mean, it, it made me sad to see them packing up and moving out of that house, but you know, looking forward to the future yeah. um, as her kids get older, but let's move into, let's really dive into Jackie. Cause you have a lot of experience with this. Absolutely heartbreaking. You know, she posted a picture recently with her and her husband and she was so frail, like her arms were so thin. And I think that people don't understand, um, with anorexia, maybe you're not physically like a skeleton, but you still up here, like you can't comprehend eating food. And 
you know, somebody like for me, like I've had struggles with food. Like I definitely, I'm not the norm. I'm like, I'm going to eat this, this, and this. Like when she said, like, I don't eat ice cream. Like we go out for ice cream. I do the same thing. If we go out as a family and we have frozen yogurt, I don't eat it. And I'm like, wow. Like, you know, that is putting a message to your children. Obviously she has full blown anorexia. It's affected her, her kids and the way that they see her and she's being very brave to me to open up about this. And you know a lot about it because your daughter has gone through it. I mean, Rowan is, I think that's the one thing that I, I do love that Bravo is doing. Um, Bravo has a tendency to put bows on things, you know, and I've noticed they've done it with a few eating disorder stories and now we're fine. And eating disorder is very similar to sobriety. It's one day at a time. You're never recovered. You're always recovering. And I like that they're giving the story justice because I think other people struggling will realize you're always struggling. Some days are better than others. The, the time where they talked about how she couldn't go away for four days, that hit home to me. I remember a trip with Rowan, you know, she could only eat carrot sticks and hummus. That was the only thing she could eat. And at a certain point we had to come home early. Um, and it, it consumes you. I don't get ice cream when I go out with the kids either, but that's, it doesn't consume me. Yeah. And that's the difference. Consuming your life. I just, I don't think about food that much. All people that are anorexic think about is food and not eating it. How many calories is this? The weighing out of the food. How often can I work out? I mean, it is when Rowan was in the height of it during the pandemic, it was, I mean, it was exhausting to watch her. It was sad. And there was nothing I could do to help. Um, you know, I did a page six thing with her about, about it. Cause she never got to tell her story. They cut it all out. And, you know, she does talk about how she's doing better and the tools that have helped her. Obviously therapy is a big one, but like, I, I do, I do love that Jackie's being so honest and so vulnerable. Um, yeah. and her husband's so supportive. Yeah. He's so sweet. And so well, he's like, babe, I don't care what size you are. Like I love you for who you are. And that just broke my heart. And then also when she told the story about putting lipstick on in high school and a boy walking past her and saying, it's not going to help. Oh. And she, and she basically said, I'm so effing gross. And that like, that literally almost brought me to tears to think like that you, that you really think that like, I'm so freaking gross. Or the fact that what that one boy said, so not even realizing has these long-term consequences. I think this is the beauty of housewives. That moment is the beauty of housewives. Yes. You know? And yes. The bickering, the, this, the, he should, she should, I don't watch for that. I don't identify with that in my life anymore. That moment with Jackie, with her, the therapist and her, with her husband, that's what we need more of that. I'd love seeing it. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's painful. It's hard to watch. It's hurtful. It's, it, but it's also eye opening. Yeah. And there's no, a lot of people it, that are going to be saved by that. I can't imagine yeah. her DMS right now. Um, you know, I hope she has someone that can help her get through them because she's going to save lives. Yeah. And then we're going to move on to Jennifer and her husband, Bill at lunch. I don't know if you followed this, but, um, he had an affair on her 10 years ago and he's, he's very dismissive of it. Like it happened. Oh, well deal with it. Right. And I don't know if it is like, I don't want to film and talk about this kind of attitude or that's how he treats it because she finally found her voice last night. Like she finally was like, listen, 
you're not helping matters. Like you're not helping me in this. You're not supporting me. Like you cheated on me. And the bottom line is at this point, if we divorce, I get half. (laughs) And I'm like, yay, you get half. I mean, I'm looking at the transformation of Jen from her first season on the show, where she's a stay-at-home mom to five kids who had never left her kids for a vacation. Do you remember that? Yes. They went to like a farm and she had never left them. And he was giving that. I remember him being like, good moms don't leave their kids. I was like, wait, what? Um, And now I'm looking at her and you can tell she had like one drink and she's like, she kind of gets. And so anyways. Yeah. So um, yeah, I'm going to (laughs) get half. I'm taking half. Just so you know. Half. So keep it up, asshole. Keep it up. I get half your money. That's all And did you notice he turned red and got redder and redder and redder as she kept talking? He's like, oh, shit, I'm screwed. I, I, I mean, I personally love Jen. I, I know her in real life and I, I love her. So for me to see her just lean back and be like, mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, you better watch it. You better watch it, right? Yeah. So that was, that was, that was actually a really good scene. I really enjoyed that. And then they move on to Dolores' softball event. Can I just say, I love Dolores. Yeah. I love her. I love her. I've never met her, but I love her. I love her relationship with her ex. I mean, she's changing everything out there that you can have an ex that you can actually hang out with, have fun with, like you're once in love with this person. And it just, I don't know, just feels good. Right. I mean, I do. I will say I look to her and Frank as role models for what I'm trying to do. They're 100% role models. Yeah. Anybody wants to, if you're getting divorced, watch Dolores and Frank because they have such a great relationship and yeah. they have kids together. And It gives me crazy. hope. It gives yeah. me hope. They give me hope. She gives me hope. And yeah, I love so- that they raised so much money. I know. Okay. So Dolores, the softball event, they're raising money for, I can't remember what the charity is, but it's something to do with breast illness. Maybe breast, I think it was for breast cancer. Is it breast cancer? cancer? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she just, she kept it real. She was sweet. She was nice. She was all, you could tell she was generally worried about raising money. Yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of girls go on there like, I'm going to, I'm going to do a charity event. Cause it's going to make me look so cool. She, it, that's not the vibe I got from her. She's like, listen, this is what I'm doing. I've had my own issues with breast, like biopsies. Like I'm trying to raise money. And it totally showed like she was amazing. I, I got to meet them at the Salt Lake city premiere that Meredith hosted in New York. And I've met like, I've met most of them more than once, but I met her for real for the first time. And she's just so cool and down to earth and nice. And like, I, yeah, I love the Jersey women as people, like as characters, I, I love them as characters, but as people, I love them too. And that's like a rare, that's a rare breed right there. Yeah. 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 So Teresa recently unfollowed me. Sorry. I made her mad. I know. I, I actually like her. She's very sweet. Um, she unfollowed me and I think that she didn't hear the whole story. So the press went crazy. I basically said that all the affirmations and all the stuff that Louie was giving her on camera kind of reminded me of how Brooks was with Vicky because he would give her cards and affirmations. I didn't mean anything more than that. So I'm sorry, Teresa. Sorry you unfollowed me. Sorry. I don't know. Send her flowers. Send her affirmations. Send her flowers. Send her flowers. But I do love, like, Teresa's a hustler. She's a moneymaker. She's like, listen, bitches, I don't like any of you, and I'm I'm not happy with any of you, but here is my new workout line. Can you please wear it when you... 
I'm like, you go, you go, yeah. girl. You're like a savage. Like, here you go. Here you go. I can't stand any of you. Wear my shit. Yeah. Can't stand any of you. Wear your shit. Okay. So we're coming to the end. So I just want to do some fan, uh, New Jersey fan thoughts. Um, and one of the thoughts were the husbands on the franchise are the most entertaining. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. We both, we agree with that, right? I mean, that one scene a few seasons ago, with drunk Joe Gorga falling on the floor. Uh, priceless. They were on Bimini Island. Yeah. I, the thing is, is like, I feel like if Eddie was around guys like that, he would be, he would fit in, he would have fun. He's never like, since I've been casted, the guys have never had a good, you know, mix of guys they that never can really hang out. promoted that though in Orange County. They never promoted the family aspect as much as the women fighting. I think every show has their niche. Yeah. You know, Jersey's the family show. Yeah. Beverly I Hills love it. The family I, show. I love it. It's funny because I'm really deep diving into all these shows now and being on the outside looking in. Obviously, it's hard for me to look into Orange County and talk about it because it's too close to my heart. But right. the other shows, I'm like, oh, my God, this is freaking amazing. Like, I am now a super fan. Like, this is crazy. So one fan thought is that um, they're not enjoying Gia getting into the mix because after all, she is a kid, but yet she's she's crossing that age where she's into her 20s now. Like, is she still a kid? Or is she, should she have an opinion? Like, whatever. Gia's grown up on the show. She's been the voice of reason more time than the grownups have. Like, yeah. let's let's take a step back. That girl has been more reasonable than her parents. Oh. Or her uncle many a time. Uh, many a time. So we don't, I don't really care. I didn't, I wasn't like, offended. I like, wasn't of course, offended. Margaret's not going to go after her. You always support your mom. Like, my yeah. thing is, I can say mean things to my mom, but you better not. You know, right, right. Like, and we all agree with that. So of course, she I, I, I wasn't offended by it. Let her, she's in her twenties now or 21. Yeah. So I'm like, let her have an opinion. Uh, Jackie showing her absolute beautiful story. I'm so proud of her. I am too. We'll, we'll do a, a couple of different headlines. Get them out real quick. We only have a couple minutes left. Um, well, with the top one, Tamara Judge claims Denise Richard tried to hook up with her at BravoCon in 2019. Tamara Judge claims that Brandy Glanville and Denise Richard tried to hook up with her at BravoCon. Multiple sources exclusively confirmed to page six. Insiders familiar with the situation tell us that the bombshell... Did they call me a bombshell? Tell yeah. us the bombshell claim was made, or bombshell claim, was made oh. during Judge and Glanville's were filming. I don't really have much to say about this. Um, I, I think my that, only comment was, what took so long? Because <laughs> we've all known about this since BravoCon. Well, I'm not going to say much on this. Um, it's not as bad as what they make it out to be, like, is is very... I mean, I, 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 I learned about it from some crew members that worked on both shows. Like, oh, my God, the funniest thing just happened. That's what well, we're going to definitely hear more about that um, coming up on the Ultimate Girls Trip that I think is going to air in June. I cannot um, wait. I cannot the, wait for uh, I know. The first look at the Real Houses of Atlanta Explosive Reunion 14 trailer. Um, it was crazy. And I'm looking forward to their season. I have not watched Atlanta in years. But so our friend James worked on it and he said it was amazing. Oh, I can only imagine it's amazing. Yeah. I'm not even going to get into it. Let's see. Um, okay. So Bethany Frankel slams Real Housewives of New York for the reboot as boring. Okay. I think we all know when Andy Cohen announces the unique plan for the future of Real House of New York, there were going to be some strong opinions and former iconic 
housewife Bethany Frankel is full of strong opinions, so naturally she took to social media to give her thoughts on throwing some shade. As reported by Page Six, Bethany used a TikTok trend to express herself. She lip-synced an audio that said, it's a long story and it's very effing boring. Bethany then captioned, my thoughts on The Real Housewives reboot. So it's safe to say Bethany is not going to be part of the Real Housewives of New York reboot or the legacy. Um, I kind of feel like what Bravo is doing with that is freaking amazing. It's amazing. It's like, okay, we don't know where to go forward from here. So much has happened. Let's bring in young new people and start over. Let's start all over. So I'm a New Yorker now. Like I live there part time and my version of New York is nothing like the ones, I mean, obviously I run into Ramona sometimes at restaurants, but like there is such a cool hip vibe to New York that you really- I love like New York. Up, like the Upper East Side isn't the only part of New York. Yeah, you know? I'm so considering excited. getting an apartment in New York because I just love it so much. Oh, I would love that. I would love Maybe that. I can be part of the reboot. Yeah. Kidding. Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> but uh, I think that's all we have for today, Bronwyn. Yay! Thank you so much for co-hosting with me today. It was so much fun. And I'm so I, glad I finally got to like see you and catch up. We have been trying to get together for lunch for months now, and no. we actually ended up doing it virtually, which I'm okay with. But we still Cheers. need to go to we still need to to go to lunch together, <laughs> and um, you know. We'll do it soon. Let me know when you're free. We'll catch up. I still want you to meet Victoria. She wants to meet you so bad. I want to meet her. Yeah. You're going to love her. You're going to, she's, you're going to look at her and go, okay, I get it. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, thank <laughs> you so much for filling in for Teddy while she's out laying in the sun out there. Tell her I said hi. I know she, she was bummed. She couldn't be here, but thank you so much. And I love right. you. Bye guys. Bye. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Rachel Martin. You probably know how interview podcasts with famous people usually go, right? There's a host, a guest, and a light Q&A. On NPR's new podcast, Wild Card, we have ripped up the typical script. It's part existential deep dive and part game show. I ask actors, artists, and comedians to play a game using a special deck of cards to ask some of life's biggest questions. Listen to NPR's Wildcard on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, this is Paris Hilton. Trapped in Treatment is back, and this season we're taking on WASP, the worldwide association of specialty programs and schools. They held us in dog cages. They starved us. They beat us was trying to brand us. We were going to become the McDonald's in treatment. Join my host as they unravel the story of the largest and most shocking organization in the history of the troubled teen industry. Listen to season two of Trapped in Treatment on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, 
issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 